Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There is a story for everyone here, because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybooks together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. month of May is an important month for a lot of people because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Each and every one of us struggle with mental health at some point in our lives and it is so important to really take care of our precious minds. So today my friends I'm delighted to welcome two individuals who are no doubt going to inspire each and every one of you. Their names are Kate Cohen and Marissa Polvino. They are the co-founders together of an amazing project called Meaning in Madness. They started Straight Up Films together and with it, these two ladies are creating life-changing, impacting films that address the root cause of mental health crisis. They've created Meaning in Madness with a series of other films to come. The first in the series is Mackenzie. I highly encourage each and every one of you to go and watch that film. It will make you think really, really hard, especially parents, about what kids are actually struggling with in school. They're struggling with anxiety, depression, suicide among youth as well. And this is a passion. This is something that I'm passionate about as well because I have my own journey with anxiety, depression, panic attacks, and even uh, I hate saying this, but suicide. So more about Kate Cohen and then we'll get into Marissa in a moment. But Kate Cohen is a producer and since founding Straight Up Films with her partner Marissa Polvino in 2008, Kate has produced films with major studios and worked with Hollywood elite players including Johnny Depp, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, Morgan Freeman, Christopher Nolan and Gavin O'Connor. Kate is a life's lifelong advocate for children and mentor and mentor to countless young girls. She is grateful to have a platform to help others through the power of exemplary, exemplary storytelling. As part of her mission to create commercial films that move audience to enact social change, she co-founded Straight Up Impact, a subdivision of Straight Up Films. She oversees much of the company's creative and business development 
She's about to start pre-production on Joseph Merrick based on the life of the Elephant Man. It was directed by award-winning filmmaker Cornell. I'm probably going to get the last name wrong. I apologize. Mundruzko. And it was produced by seven-time Academy Award winner Mike uh, Med- Med- Medevoy and David Dobik. A film adaptation of Viktor Frankl's best-selling book, Man's Search for Meaning, chronicling his experiences in Nazi concentration camps and the power of his life-affirming, meaning-based therapy. It was produced with Tony Robbins as well, who's an alumni of the Storybox, and the compelling short film series, Meaning and Madness, addressing root causes of a mental health crisis that has led to record anxiety, depression, and suicide among youth. Kate lives in LA with a husband and nine-year-old son. They have a collective mission to help kids have a better future. Marissa Polvino has a very extensive resume that I just want to highlight on a few points that she has a career spanning over two decades, but Marissa Polvino is a prolific producer and entrepreneur with a skill for identifying, packaging, and producing quality, star-driven entertainment across all genres and budget levels. Presently, Marissa is partner and co-CEO of Straight Up Films, a fully integrated multimedia production company that has worked alongside top names in Hollywood, such as Natalie Portman, Rosario Dawson, Jesse Eisenberg, Gina Rodriguez, and many, many others. Porvino is responsible for identifying and shaping projects that align with straight up impact ethos. Presently, she is overseeing a top flight feature slate. Uh, some of them that I mentioned earlier. Uh, she recognizes the profound effect cinema can have on culture, which is why Provino launched uh, Straight Up Impact with long-term, uh, long-time, sorry, business partner Kate Cohen and strategist and advocate Pam Roy, which is not actually in this conversation. Uh, But anyway, so my friends, if you do get something from this, and I have no doubt that you all will, please share it around with your friends and your family. Let everyone know about this one. Everyone struggles with mental health, so everyone needs strategies on how to manage it better and hopefully overcome it. So Uh, Please go and do that while also don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. goes a long way once again. So that's enough from me, my friends. You know what time it is. It is time to dive into the story box today and listen to the stories of none other than Marissa Polvino and Kate Cohen. Woohoo! Hi. Hello. How are we both doing? Excellent. You're excellent. Thank you. I- I'm glad you both Kate's liked it. Kate's just hanging in there today. I'm hanging in there. I'm very, very tired today. I, yes. I can imagine. I can imagine it's probably been a very busy time for you both, uh, which I am very excited to actually be uh, speaking to you both about. Before we dive into it, though, I want to start off this conversation with one particular question I ask everyone at the beginning which is what does success look like for you? We'll start with Kate first. Um, making an impact in other people's lives and, um, and a lot of money. No, but I'm only kidding. Uh, no. uh, a Bentley, a Bentley is success. I think, I think that I think success 
as, as it pertains to this series, will to be helping children and making a great impact in their lives and hopefully making a difference and raising more awareness and coming up with resources to help people. Mm. I want to come back to that in a moment. How about for you, Marissa? Um, I would say success for me is being um, being given the great privilege to have a career and um, a day job that I absolutely love and um, am thriving in and also having incredible kids and family and friends and a Bentley. And a Bentley. Yeah. You can't forget the Bentley, right? Can't forget that. <laughs> One of these days, I'm sure you'll get a Bentley. Um, but Kate, your, 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 uh, answer to that question was rather interesting about making an impact in people's lives. What sort of impact do you want to be making in the world? Well, you know, my particular passion is kids is, um, you know, the youth, kids, teenagers, young adults. And we're seeing a lot of suffering. We're seeing suicide rates go in the wrong direction, anxiety and depression on the rise, and a lack of meaning and purpose in, in people's lives from what we are seeing and what we've been observing. And we are making films that are addressing some systemic issues that are contributing to these problems. And I think encouraging, like bringing communities together so that people can support each other and creating resources so that the only answer to these kids' problems are not just being medicated and calling it a day because there's a, I think there's a big epidemic there as well. That's what our next film is about. But um, giving them a voice and a platform. I mean, I remember being a teenager. We all were teenagers not the most heard bunch of people. And I think giving these kids a platform to look at it through their lens is probably the kindest thing we can do. Mm. I want to come back to that again in a moment, but for you, Marissa, like, or both of you really, how did you get started in the film industry? Was this always something that you both wanted to pursue growing up? I mean, I did. I did from a very, very early age. I grew up in upstate New York. And when I was seven, my mom took me to New York City. And I was like, on a mission to get there as quickly as humanly possible. And I was always, you know, always had a great fascination for film and a love for film. And at the time, there wasn't really this very clear pathway there. I, you know, I grew up in a single mother household. It wasn't really in my purview mm. um, how to get into the film industry. And I found my way to New York City and I immediately started doing everything possible that I could, um, like from every, the music videos and the short films and driving grip trucks and, you know, everything imaginable. And I really found that um, I liked putting puzzles together. And that's what producing is all about. And it's also about hustling and it's finding your tribe and people that you can work with that are nice and honest. And Kate and I luckily met at Sundance by chance. And it was love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the story behind that? So how about for you, Kate? How did you get started in this industry? I actually got in by accident. I um I did not intend to be, I'm born and raised in West Hollywood. So I'm from LA and um, I did not think I would ever be a producer, but I was definitely in the arts and a storyteller. So I didn't know how that was going to manifest, but 
I got screwed. A friend, a friend wrote half of a script and I ended up writing the rest of it and somebody was going to produce it and they ended up screwing us over. Mm. And I said, I'll produce it. I didn't, I didn't even know what that meant. And that's kind of how this whole thing started. But Marisa and I met in, was it 2007? 2007 or 2008? Yeah, yeah. it was before the crash, 2007. It was, yeah, it was before the crash. And I don't even know, you know, when things are meant to happen, they fall into place. And we became partners. It sounds much easier than it than it was. And mm -hmm. we ended up producing a handful of feature films. And even we went from like a million dollar movie to a hundred and twenty million dollar movie with Johnny Depp really quickly. So we were clearly on the right path. You both have worked with some of the like Hollywood's best, such as I'll read some names out for you. Yeah. Natalie Portman, Rosario Dawson, Jesse Einsberg, Gina Rodriguez, Johnny Depp, Ewan McGregor. Morgan Freeman, Christopher Nolan, and Gavin O'Connor. Yeah. Like my goodness. Yeah. And yes. So and many more. And and far many more as well. Like, whose idea was it to actually start up straight up films? And who's where did the name come from? Well, the name is Marisa. You could say that. Well, um, I had been um embroiled in a lawsuit with like really horrible people on one of my films. And I was going to leave the business. Actually, I had left the business um, prior to meeting Kate. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I do want to get back into the business, but I want like, it's got to be with straight up people. And I really like straight up martinis. And so that's really where the name came from. No, I like it. Um, so was it difficult for you both starting out with this company to get work, to make films? Well, no, I mean, the business is difficult. Like I mean, it's the difficult. Business, the, well, the business is difficult because there's so many moving parts and so many people, but we raised millions and millions and millions of dollars. So I would say if you can raise the money, then you can, you have more freedom to do what you want. I think the difficult part was raising the money. That's mm -hmm. the hardest part. So you know? in, your, in your opinion, for those people that don't know, what makes a great producer as opposed to just a good one? Uh, somebody Being able to find, up. oh yeah, never give up. That's tenacity, um, the power of persuasion, the power to sell, the power to raise money, the power to identify really good material. Um, to find great filmmakers, work well with talent, work well with talent, keep, keep talent calm. Yes, therapy, uh, having some. Therapy. So, how do you know whether or not some material that comes across your way, how do you know whether or not that is actually good and worth making? Well, it's all on, it's all about the story. So, if you find a story that's really compelling and a story that you want to tell. And then the biggest piece of it is finding the right director and the captain at the helm of it. Mm. So it's really about the stories that we want to tell and that we're compelled to tell. Mm. So Whether it's gonna work there's, there's so many people that go into the making of one film. So like there's the, the wildly success stories where all the pieces come together and you have a great script and you bring on the director and the talent works. And the movie's a great success. You open on the right weekend um, and it's a success. 
but there's so many different moving parts. So you can have the same great script and you can have the same great director and the great talent. And for some reason, the chemistry doesn't work or you open on the wrong weekend or the it doesn't work once you get into the edit. And um, it's really by the grace of God, the universe, whatever it is that actually makes a great movie. Mm. There's no guarantees. Mm. So how about for what do you believe makes a great story and, and why do you both love stories so much? I mean, I've been a storyteller since I was little. I love escaping into fantasy and entertaining people is so much fun. Um, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like you, when you watch a movie, you have there's great responsibility because you sit there for two hours and you're actually being hypnotized. We're really hypnotizing people. You have great influence. So to be able to do that for good, which is why we started the impact division mm. feels, I mean, there's so much purpose behind it and, and we love what we're doing, but I think we're storytellers. We're, we're escape artists, you know, we <laughs> like, it, it's just fun. It's just a lot. It's art. It's moving pictures. There's so much fun. Mm. I also think like there's something, at least for me personally, like a great movie is one that like resonates on a human level and tells just like, you know, some of the best movies, be um, action pictures to coming of age. It's like all about this hero's journey. Mm. And it's a hero that's a recognizable hero. It's a hero in you. And you can go for the ride and find elements of yourself that you can relate to and understand and have fun with and be moved by and laugh with, cry with. Um, so it doesn't, it's like not just one genre. It's really like how authentic is that uh, story to like the universal human experience? Mm. I mean, that's that's pretty much one of the reasons why I wanted to be a filmmaker uh, ever since the age of eight years old. You know, I grew up with some of the best stories ever written. They came from books. We didn't really watch movies uh, growing up, very conservative household, but they came from books and my imagination would run off the page. And, you know, some of the, the best stories ever written, like I don't know if you've heard of Ricky Tiki Tavi, Uncle Tom's yeah. Cabin, you know, some of these profound stories that just leave a, they they leave an impact. They They make you, I still remember Uncle Tom's Cabin from when I was a kid and I haven't even read the story for a while. Um, but that's, and then if, if, if I was to look at some of the movies that I watched uh, when I was allowed to, like I've got them on, on my wall, Back to the Future. You've got The Princess Bride, which is actually my the film that made me want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. It was, it had everything in it. It had the romance, it had the action, it had the drama, it had everything that a story needed. And it had the the old man sharing a story to his to his grandson, which I related to on a very personal level. So, which kind of leads me to you, you mentioned the impact, the vision that you have for straight out films, and and Kate was talking about this earlier with the mental health and helping kids, especially. Uh, why is it that kids nowadays? Uh, so prone to depression, anxiety, addiction, and, and suicide, as opposed to uh, a while ago? I mean, it's a, there's a 
why, I mean, I think we, we, we have some of the answers. I give you, I'll give you my controversial answer. And this is, mm. this is, this is my personal opinion. And I want to say that first of all, look what's going on in the world, number one, but we have things that like social media, 24 hour news cycle, kids being medicated more than ever before, an education system that does not work. So kids don't have what they need to be kids and to be supported and to be taught resilience. We're no longer, we're, we're, we've eliminated being able to be uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable or you have normal teenage angst, there's a pill for it. There's a quick fix for it. There's a filter for it. So that will leave you feeling, and again, I'm saying this is my opinion, how wouldn't that make somebody feel lonely if your life is being defined by likes and followers and filters and medication and you know a boxed education system? I mean, to me, I look at the numbers and I say, of course, of course. So why professionals are not doing that, I'm not sure. Mm. What do you think about it, Marissa? Yeah, I, you know, I, I look at it, to me, I think it like the downfall began when everybody got a trophy just for participating. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's, it, le- it leaves kids thinking just by showing up, you win, whatever that, that wi- the, the definition of winning is. And to us looking at it, and I, I, you know, I look at my son who's 17 and has been through the educational system that has tried to keep him in a box and keep him um, quantified by this number from one to zero and a grade and, a, and an SAT exam. And, and, you know, and I didn't operate that way as a parent. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I did not keep him confined to that box. He's a musician. He's an artist. That's what he is. And I, and I've always tried to support him the best that I can to thrive as the individual that he is, not as the individual that, society or the system wants him to be and demands of them. And it's creating a false sense of individuality and it's dehumanizing. And I think a lot of kids look at this and don't even know who they are. They haven't been given the agency. They haven't been given the the individualized support to thrive and lean into what their interests are, not what our interests are for them, but theirs on their own. Mm. And also giving them an opportunity to fall down and brush themselves off and get themselves back up and survive and, and, and have that own sense of success for themselves on their own terms, not on our terms. Mm-hmm. And there's like, they're lost and they don't have a voice. That's the problem we've interviewed, you know, for this series in particular, countless kids and everything is the same story. They don't, they are not being heard. They are being placated, but they're not being heard. They're being given a pill. They're being given a pamphlet or, you know, a suicide hotline. But that's not letting them have their voice be truly recognized and heard. And that's, you know, what our goal is for this series in particular is to give them that voice. Mm. Like, let them be heard. They're, They're telling us that there is a problem because they're all anxiety ridden. They're all depressed. They use talk of suicide like gumdrops and we're not listening and why is it that we're not listening like we as parents we as community like we are we're 
we are a part of that system as well. And we together have to like really find a way to give them that voice and then hear it as well and take action around it and make significant changes. They don't know that their story actually matters and is worth something. And then the school system or university system, which is what it is, it's a system of creating mindless zombies. I'm going to tell you to think this way. You're not allowed to be free to express or be creative. And there's a ton of pressure there. And I, I think it's personally, it's toxic. Uh, yeah. I, went, I went to a great school, uh, but I struggled with anxiety. I struggled with depression because I felt like I was a lot of it. I felt the pressure. I felt like my story wasn't worth anything. And I felt like if I didn't get this job when I left school, then I wasn't going to amount to anything either. So, and I, I know this is true for a lot of young people because I hear it too. And I was working in after school care and they would come up to me and, and there'd be kids in year four, year five asking me these kinds of questions that no four, year four or year five kids should be asking. They should be enjoying themselves. They should be having fun. They shouldn't be stressed out all the time. But that's the reality of, of the world that we are currently living in. And social media doesn't do any help. Like it's, you got comparison syndrome, which happens, and it puts even more pressure on young people. Oh, look what this person is doing. I don't have that. So therefore that means I'm not anything. I'm not worth anything. So the question that I, I do want to ask you is, uh, having said all this, um, how do we how do we make a change? How do we fix it? Is can it I, can I, you know, it's funny. I love Sir Ken's, um, I love Sir Ken Robinson's response to how do we fix it? As mm -hmm. he says, stop creating it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's just the best answer I ever heard. Um, I just want to say this, just to tag on to what you just said, Jay, I have a son in the third grade and so he's nine years old. Mm. And what is, we've been focusing a lot on, on high school students. Right. And then I started watching it with my son, because now the, the standardized testing has begun in the third mm -hmm. grade. I'm watching the kids get stressed out. I'm watching the teachers now evaluating the kids. Doctors are now coming in the room, you know, Adderall, just to get them to take, get good grades on a test. The side effects, we're not even going to discuss on that. Mm -hmm. um, or, but I'm just, it starts really, really young. So we have to, instead of, and we, we always talk about this too, instead of taking down a system, which you're not going to do, it's not going to happen. You have to create alternatives. So instead of taking down McDonald's and taking down Taco Bell, you create whole foods, you create healthy alternatives. So we're not here to protest and fight the system and make people wrong and blame them. We're here to create new systems or point people in the direction where they're, they've already been created. But what's most important is to also open the dialogue and a community can come together. Moms don't know what to do. Dads don't know what to do. People feel ashamed. They feel guilty. Kids don't know what to do. You have teachers that have overworked. They're not trained in, in helping them. You have one social worker for 800 kids. I mean, so we were here to not only start the dialogue, but to create, we're creating resources and that's something that we're working on. I do wanna say one thing meaning and purpose is a big part of our series. 
Mm. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Viktor Frankl, the author of Man's Search for Meaning, but he helped eradicate the suicide rate in Vienna in the 20s. And he found that kids were killing themselves around report card time. And just by helping people find their meaning and purpose, the suicide rate started dropping. So a lot of the things that you talked about, your depression in school, anxiety, kids are doing this. They don't know why. There's no meaning. There's no purpose. It's the, the, I heard somebody say the other day, the goal is to be happy. The goal is to be happy. You're screwed. Mm. So shoes make me happy, but there's no purpose behind that. There's no meaning behind that. So this is a big part of our series. And so the kids that are making the films that are depressed and anxious, they're doing it. They're being of service to other kids and they know that. And that's giving them a purpose and a meaning and campaigning. And we're watching them help each other. Mm. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm. So Sorry for my long-winded answer, but I'm passionate about this. No, I, I can tell and I love it because I'm passionate about the same thing. You know, yeah. like I believe that a lot of the young kids and we can change the world in a good way through telling them the right stories. Through yeah. if we, we've got to stop telling them the wrong stories because a lot of them, like there's a lot of propaganda out there and yeah. it's confusing a lot of young kids. And I'm only 24 and I'm still very young by any stretch of the imagination. And when I was in school, I was 14 when I went through depression. I had a panic attack because I felt like I wasn't enough. Because, and here's what I try and tell people. And I love uh, Sir Ken Robinson's answer to this as well. Um, we need to start distinguishing between I am versus I do. And we need to start telling kids that who you are right now, that's a purpose. That's valuable. You should cherish that. Your story matters. Don't ever think that it doesn't. You, you need to believe that. Not because I said it, but because you should know it. What you have, what you do has got nothing to do with who you are. That is part of the equation. It is not everything. So for example, I wanted to be a filmmaker. Every time someone came up to me and asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I would say, I am going to be a filmmaker. I wouldn't say I want to do filmmaking. It's always associated with I am. So that gets into a kid's psyche. And the moment that doesn't happen, it's like this massive break. And so they, they become, they feel like they're worthless now because they, they're not doing that thing that they originally thought they were going to do. Um, so welcome being treated like an individual right so if you're in this machine and you're like at the dmv you're just a number right exactly and 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 you don't have any sense of individuality why would you ever feel your story matters Mm. they're being yeah they're being taught to memorize regurgitate move on not to learn not to grow not to thrive by their own personal interests but by these standardized systems that haven't changed in 150 years. The mm. same. I mean, I think like what's interesting is one of the one of the benefits, and I think COVID, in in spite of it being you know horrible for so many people, but one of the benefits was just coming together with parents and kids and having a front row seat to education because they were at home on Zooms if they were lucky enough to have the Zoom system set up for them, which not all schools are able to provide kids with that opportunity. But I couldn't believe it. I was listening to my daughter's fifth grade class and 
she was learning the same exact stuff I was learning in 1892. <laughs> you know, it's like, or it seems that long ago, you know, but the same subjects, the same rhetoric and the same, and the, the ad, the additive to that was the, the, the standardized testing, which we didn't have. And I think that that's um, something that has created a real level of despair and anxiety for the kids is that you take these tests, all kids are not created equal, all humans are not created equal, and they are being tested on something that is for a factory line worker. It's not for an individual. And they're, they're measuring their level of intelligence and their level of success and their level of value as a person based on a number that doesn't treat them as an individual. So what's the result of that? All this stress and anxiety without any meaning, without any personal individualized growth, and they get pumped into college and they walk into those doors facing hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt without any idea of who they are. Mm -hmm. and, and they're not suited for what happens to them when they get their degree that they don't even know that they want to begin with is they have debt and they don't have the ability to navigate the 21st century, which is not this graduate until you retire, you get your pension and you move on. Like that's not the world that we live in and they're not being educated to adapt to the world that we currently live in. Mm. Um, so that's another thing in terms of resources is there are other forms of mentorship programs and there's other forms of education that can be provided for kids so that they're actually getting real world experience and real world support um, through a, a number of organizations that are out there that we're doing as a as you know as a as a um, component of the overall movement is building out this resource center and mentorship program called Be Unbound. Mm. And other things, we're, we'll, and other we'll, things. This is, like this you is could a, go on and on. This is a long, I mean, yeah. the, the, this, there's a lot of things that we're doing. We're shooting the next film in four days. But, there's, but, but what, one thing I was going to say is this idea that you have to like finish high school. Well, let me start. Go to high school, go to college. Then this, I have the most unconventional story. Mm. And, um, and I absolutely am successful. And I did not have this traditional education. I'm very lucky. My parents threw me out of the house and I had to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the no, no. that's the benefit to having tough parents that are like, see ya, Pay, yeah. you know, figure it out. That might there not be the, the story for a lot of kids, but it, it could be as well. But it, it's also, you know, like trying to give them trying to give them a voice to be comfortable to share what they've been through. Cause I think if we do, then we can all just find some sense of meaning in that. Like you're broken, I'm broken, we're all broken. Let's, let's share it and let's help each other. Or maybe we're not, or maybe we're not broken. Maybe we're just having a human experience and it's tough and we need each other. And, and this is part of life. I think the one thing that's like something we're not told is it's, this is life. You're mm -hmm. not guaranteed like butterflies and rainbows. So we got to be able to go through life and we have to be able to have each other. This is, this is a, 
community that we want to build. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, but I will tell you, not everybody's had my experience, but I certainly can speak to the street kids that that does not mean that you will equal failure in the future. Mm. I should you have know? said um, we've had broken experiences, but that doesn't mean us personally are broken. <laughs> as, exactly. as it's very yeah. true. That's better. And it's, you know, what we have found in talking to um, talking to these kids and really talking to people, parents and students and colleagues and mentors is we are all way more alike than we are different. We are all having these this shared human experience. And what is so daunting for these young kids is that there's this strong stigma placed around it and feeling this sense of dread or feeling the sense of anxiety and not being able to express it because there's this fear of being you know, thrown out of the tribe, thrown out of your group, not being accepted for who you are, not being accepted because you know, you're not living up to these standards. Um, and the more they talk to each other, they recognize, and the more they hear these stories, which is like the best thing about doing a, a series like this is for, especially with, I think Mackenzie, every kid that watched it from every different socioeconomic background said, that's me. Mm. I'm Mackenzie. And I think our next um, young woman that we're filming is Luna. And they will look at Luna and they will say, I'm Luna. We, you know, and knowing that they're not alone, knowing that there are people that are there to support them and that their voices are important and that their feelings are valid and they're not, they're not rare. They're not, they're not an outcast. Um, can only benefit, I think. I mean, I have a Dammit doll at home that I whack the shit out of. I'm like, I'd like to send everybody a Dammit doll. Sometimes you just gotta get the, like, get it out. And then once you get it out and you vocalize it and you share it, you realize that you're not alone. You can, <laughs> yes, that Dammit doll. You can like, you know, you live to fight another day. And that's what it is. It's like, you, it's, it is, life isn't, is a fight. Mm. Um, yeah. And they need to be given like the toolbox with all these like little uh, gadgets that can help them fight the next fight. Mm. I like the damn doll. I need one. I love that damn doll. <laughs> Kate, I'm sending you one. It, it's, <laughs> oh, you um, might not. I, I, I just I'll use probably... real people. I didn't know you had that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think um, what, you, what you two are doing and making a difference in the world is amazing. Like there's no, uh, there's no better way to actually describe it because there's not many people, well, there are, and maybe I'm just oblivious to it, but there needs to be more people like this needs to be heavily publicized. Like having someone on board like Prince EA, having celebrities, you know, endorse the damn thing, getting people to watch it, and hopefully it might actually make a change. And I like how Kate was saying, you know, you create other forms you don't you know try and get rid of the other one we've got to try and we're all coexisting in the world it's like you got to make a choice which one you want to follow which one you want to believe but we've got to give them that, that direction and it's not like you're, you're not shoving it in their face you're directing them and through stories yeah allowing them to see it there are people to talk to, including us. I'd love to find a way, Marisa, for us to make ourselves available as well, because we love listening. Um, and for parents, you know, I showed the movie to a friend of mine that's a father. 
And he, he watched it so intensely. And when it was over, he said, Oh my God, I got to get to my daughter. I got to get home. I got to get to my daughter. And I think what happened is that he wasn't paying, he saw his daughter in Mackenzie and he wasn't paying attention to his daughter. And it's, so if parents, I'm, I'm, we believe their parents love their kids and they're well-meaning. There's no blame whatsoever, but maybe they get to see their kids in a different light or different perspective, or maybe they check on them. Mackenzie would say, hey, if I'm going through a hard time, just check on me. Maybe somebody needs a phone call, a hug, knock on their bedroom door. Are you doing okay? Or maybe there's a conversation with the parents and the kids that this the system they're in doesn't work for them individually. Maybe they find another way. It's just to open the door from a different perspective. You shift a perspective, you can change the world. So, and we were lucky enough for Sir Ken Robinson to be an executive producer on this. And unfortunately he passed away, you know, um, in the middle of all of this happening and his daughter is an executive producer on this and she's his partner. And we have their message and we can point people to different videos or places and hopefully it can begin the conversation to get them in a better direction but really just not being alone everybody feels this way mm. at some time in their life yeah and the, so. and the point you know for these films and why we chose to do them as a docu style film versus a scripted was to really be able to capture the authenticity of an emotional journey with a character that's a real character that's, and especially with Mackenzie now with Luna, that are so brave to share their stories and let us into a glimpse of their lives, not their whole life, but a glimpse of their lives that highlights one of the systemic issues. And, um, and if you can really get, you know, get to the emotion, you can shift your perspective, spark a conversation, feel safer to share your own feelings with your parents, with your friends. And for us, it is sparking that conversation. And ultimately, if this turns into a movement of change, that would be fantastic. That would be the goal to really take on the system. But right now is to really spark that conversation and get kids um, talking, sharing, voicing their opinions, voicing their feelings, feeling, knowing that they're not alone. Mm. So how many films have you got in, in the works? We're doing the second one we're filming, which is on the over prescribing of medication to kids. Ooh, that's going to um, be good. Yes. Then I'm, well, I'm actually directing that one. Okay, yeah. correcting that one. I took that on, um, which I'm really excited about and very passionate about it. And I've, I've been a guinea pig myself, so I know what it feels like. Um, but so we're doing that when we start shooting next Thursday and then following with the misuse of social media will be the next one. And then we're doing another three part series, which is going to be from the mother's perspective. So same issue, education, medication, and social media, but from the mom's perspective so that you're getting like, you know, a full view mm. of what both the parents and the children are feeling. Mom, the parents need it just as bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we would love, you know, we would love anybody that sees this film to share their stories, to reach out to us. We, we would love to incorporate them 
in all of our storytelling. Like, uh, you know, something that we had been talking about is, is there a way to incorporate user-generated content where these kids have a safe space to share their stories so that they can be heard and recognized and see that they are loved and they are accepted and they are empowered and they have value and who they are as individual humans is, is important and they need to be a part of this conversation. So how can we support you more? Support us? How, how can, the we all, how can, how can the my word. audience or for me personally, how can we support you more? Just just spread the word. There's, you can sign up for the event at straightupimpact.com. And we're building our social, so we're a little behind. And part of that's our age. <laughs> we have to. Oh, my, we have to. <laughs> you know what? Also, <laughs> you're 24. You have peers. And I'm sure that they're feeling this way. And I'm sure you're around people. Be a voice. Like, be an ear for them. Open up your heart. Open up your mind. Be present. Recognize that, you know, that somebody next to you may be struggling. Mm. This aligns yeah. perfectly with what I what I do here. So yeah. I Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Please spread the word. This is so important. And then we're gonna we'll have another teaser for the medication film as well, which is gonna be a little bit longer and a little bit more in depth than than the Mackenzie film, but yeah, and you can follow us, even though we don't, you know, we, we, we are trying the social media, but we're at straight up impact. I'm at, I'm at Marisa Palvino, Kate's at Kate Cohen Davis can go to our website, straight up films. No, actually straight underscore up underscore impact.com. We got to get rid of the underscores, but that's still, I mean, and, and yeah, yeah, and straight up films. And if anybody, and if there's, if your listeners are young listeners, I mean, anybody, but especially the kids and they have movie ideas, our doors are open for them to submit stuff to us. So it's fantastic. Well, I thank yeah. you both so much for your time, everything that you're doing in the world. I acknowledge you both. I, I will be here supporting you in whatever way I can. With my ability, I will be sharing this like there is no tomorrow because when I watched Mackenzie, I almost cried. That's, that's oh, yeah. the God honest truth because I felt for this girl because I've been there. I know what it's yeah. like and I have no doubt that many, many young people will feel the exact same way. So the power of someone's story, being vulnerable enough to share it, you, you two are like... <laughs> you two are amazing. I'm so glad that we were able to connect today. Um, yeah, so I normally ask one final question. I don't know if I should, but let me ask it anyway. Uh, this one is my all-time favorite question. It's a hypothetical one. It has to do with films. So, But I want you to both to imagine with me that you both have been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of argument. But they've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? We'll start with Marissa. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Um that I was like that I led with empathy and compassion and that I was a badass every step of the way. And that I led with love. How about that? Mm, I love that. 
How about for you, Kate? Um, that I, well, I'm still alive, right? So I am, not I was. I am. Uh, oh, I, oh, yeah, we're still alive. Oh, still yeah. Alive. And then I, oh, wait, hold on. And then I still look 40. Look, that's what <laughs> How about we'll say you look 20? 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll de-age you. That's Kardashian. <laughs> and you have your Bentley. You're watching it in your Bentley too. <laughs> Can't forget okay. that. And we'll still be partners. Yeah. Um, I That I'm a renegade and challenge the system and I'm an individual free thinker and um, – lead with love and compassion, but tough and strong and totally nuts. And I embrace it <laughs> and uh, fun and wild and 100% fully me, whatever that means. I love it. I feel like that is a perfect way to round up our conversation. Kate Cohen and Marissa Polvino, thank you so much for coming on the Storybox thank podcast you. today and for everything that you're doing. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guests today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 